Wake up, wake up, rethink the status quo. When you get your money right, then you're the one who runs your life. Come build a wealthy spirit with Sammy and Michelle. Sammy, I shouldn't be telling you this. Ooh, tell me. A lot of people I know are thinking about quitting their job in 2024, in the next year. Wow. People are going to be joining us on sabbatical. Yes. And I'm not surprised to hear that. As you know, I used to work for a job site. And January, the first Monday after New Year's, was always our biggest day in terms of job seeker traffic. Ooh. January was a huge month for people who come back after vacation, come back a little bit sick of their jobs, and ready to look for something new. Also, the number one time the dating apps are used. That's true. The new job, new husband, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And Sammy, possibly on a little bit more of a negative note, I've also been hearing rumors that for a lot of the tech companies and maybe other industries as well, but definitely in tech, there might be a continuing of layoffs in the next year. A lot of people are starting to focus a lot on profitability and still want to cut the fat when it comes to paying for people. So I think there's also this mix of people who are not only thinking of leaving their job because they just are burnt out and ready for a break, but also starting to think, my company might let me go. And a lot of people I talk to aren't even unhappy about it. They're like, you know what? If I lose my job, I lose my job. Maybe I'll get some severance and I can actually take a break from all of this. You could be a magazine at Walmart with all this spicy insider information you have. Call me people. Here's the thing though, Sammy. Because this is top of mind for a lot of people, whether you're just thinking about taking a work break, you're ready to take a sabbatical, maybe because your company will let you take a sabbatical or because you're just going to finance your own. Maybe you are anticipating a layoff and you're thinking, hey, can I put a little bit of a gap in between or even something like maternity leave. Sammy and I, our friends be having babies. They're on their second child now. So <laughs> not, we know us. A lot of, not us, but we know a lot of people are even thinking about taking a break in that sense. And so we wanted to take a look in the new year and put together a list of how to prepare for work break in the new year. Let's get into it. But first, I wanted to chat a little bit about our partner for this episode, which is Riverside. Riverside is not only a partner for this episode, but we have been using Riverside for every single episode of this podcast. I think maybe the first five we didn't use Riverside for. And to be honest, it's so, so, so helpful. It allows me and Sammy to get two separate audio tracks. We don't have to worry about the internet breaking in and out. It's amazing as a tool. We've recently met with some lady podcasters in Charleston. We have a little group forming and we were just talking so much about how we love Riverside and how we'd recommend it. So we wanted to make sure we reiterate here too that we are huge fans of Riverside. They are such a great tool if you're doing any kind of audio or video recording and they have all these really cool AI editing tools now. So you can actually look at the words and the script of what you're saying and edit directly on the platform. So if you're thinking about a podcast, if you have a podcast, which I know a lot of people have launched one in this past year, I know a lot of people it's on their to-do list for 2024, check out Riverside. Honestly, it will streamline so many different parts of your process and it can make it so you can bring on guests, you can have conversations 
and you do not have to worry about your audio quality. Check out the link in our show notes to get started. Back to today's topic, how to plan for a work break in 2024. Whether you're taking a sabbatical or leaving your work for other reasons, we came up with three important steps that everybody should take before they leave their job. Sammy and I have a lot of thoughts on this topic because I took a sabbatical at the end of 2020. Sammy recently started her own sabbatical. Not as recent as you might think. It was in September. So I'm a little bit of a seasoned sabbati right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Sammy, time flies. But it's interesting because we come from two different places. I actually lost my job. So I only had really a few weeks to really plan my work break. And you had some time to plan yours and put stuff in action. Really too much time. I had more than three months and it is almost too much time to be plotting your exit. Yeah, if you put a lot of time in between, what we have seen across the board is you get antsy. But at the same time, I know I'm risk averse, Sammy's risk averse, so we understand wanting to plan. The first thing you need to do when plotting your work break is pick a time. When are you going to leave your job? And it's not as easy a question as it seems. There's many things to take into account. Are you going to go on a vacation? Is your family asking you to come to India and you're like, you know what, let me do this while I'm working? Are you going to have a surgery? My case, I was certainly not going to leave my job before I had my thyroid surgery. Do you have any projects going on at work? Are there bonuses? Do you want to wait for your 401k to vest? There's a lot that goes into considering when you want to take your work break. So put it on your calendar. What is the date? It's funny, Sammy. I remember when I left my job because it wasn't really planned. I did lose my job, but it was the end of December, like the middle of December. And right at the beginning of January, technically, I would get another lump sum for my stocks for working at my company. They would vest annually or something like that. And one of my coworkers was like, hey, you should definitely not leave. We're about to get a big chunk of change. I was like, yeah, I don't really have a choice. (laughs) If I was actually planning it myself, I definitely would have waited those extra two weeks because obviously it would have been nice to have a little bit of extra money. At the same time, in certain jobs, there's always another bonus around the corner. There was a point when I was in my first sales job, I was there for five years, and about three years in, I had thought I was going to leave and become an engineer. I was going to take a coding bootcamp. I was literally on the verge of quitting. And then I realized I was going to have a really great quarter, so I decided to stay. And then I realized I was going to have another really great quarter, so I wanted that bonus too. And well, you string together enough bonuses, you can stay at your job forever. You know, I think picking a time is really important because I remember initially I actually picked December 2023 to leave. (gasps) Yes. Which means I would just be starting my sabbatical now. And I just kept getting all these signals that I had to leave earlier than December. My spirit guides were angry. Like they're constantly like, why December? Why not earlier? Why not earlier? And I think if I'd never picked a date, then I would have never got those messages that it had to be earlier. So I do think once you actually put it on the calendar and physically put it on the calendar in your house too, so that way you actually can see it and it's actually being seared into your brain. Once you actually pick that date and you see it and you commit to it, you will get a good idea with your intuition whether that date is correct or whether it should be later or sooner. Exactly. 
And maybe you're somebody you want to be considerate of your work. Maybe there's a major project going on. There's a season that's busier than others. I'm not saying you have to think about those things. Again, they can let you go at any moment. But I do understand if you have a good relationship and you want to be kind, maybe that's something to plan for too. Step two, create runway. And we're not talking about Kendall Jenner here. We're not talking about Bella Hadid. We're not talking about Gigi Hadid. (laughs) We're not talking about airplanes. We're not talking about airplanes. Although that would probably be kind of (laughs) what this metaphor is referring to. Uh, We're talking (laughs) full circle. We're talking about a little ramp that makes it so that you have enough money to last you a little bit, a little bit of cushion, a little bit of comfort, a little bit of security so that you don't feel like you're just quitting your job and all of a sudden now you're poor. Sammy, what is a little bit? People want to know what is the right number for how much money you should have if you want to take a work break. This is a very personal choice, but at the same time, there are some things you should know. One, it would be helpful to know on average what is your monthly spending. Because if you don't know that you spend $5,000 a month, then you don't know that $10,000 is about two months versus you might think it's eight months. When you actually track your spending and you get a good idea of how much you spend every single month, then you can have a solid idea of what your runway looks like and what that runway means as far as time. Yes. And now, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, end of the year is a perfect time to do it. How much money were you spending at different months of this year? I personally was doing my calculations and tracking my spending. Your girl spent a little bit of extra money in November. Extra classes. Mm-hmm. Black Friday always gets me. I always end up... She got a little crazy on Black Friday. I don't know why. I wasn't expecting it myself, but... The thing is, is that, like, I wait to buy certain things, you know? I'm like, you know, Lululemon wasn't there. They're going to have a sale. It's going to be Black Friday. When's a good time to buy 10 of something? It's going to be Black Friday. So, yeah. I spent a little bit too much money. I am buying Bath & Body Works candles <laughs> whenever there's a sale. So now I get email updates. So I understand. And those are the things you want to know. Are you going to keep those things during your sabbatical? Because if yes, you're going to have to count them into your financial runway. Mm-hmm. Also, you have to count new things that come up. For example, Sammy and I have to cover our own health insurance now. So you can literally just go, if you're in the US, to healthcare.gov. And even just put in an approximation to get an estimate for your state, how much your health insurance will cost. And let me tell you, I have lived in three different states during my sabbatical. Health insurance has cost something different every single time. So it's a really good thing to factor in. Exactly. And it depends on how long you want your sabbatical to be. If it's three months, maybe you want it to be three months and a little bit of extra cushion. Maybe six months and a little bit of extra cushion. Maybe you're like, I'm ready to sell the home, pack my things, travel the world for 10 years, that's going to be a different runway. And finally, the third thing in planning your work break in 2024 is your exit checklist. This was so important for me because once I decided that I was going to leave, all of a sudden, random times of the day, different things that I have to remember to do would pop into my brain. Oh, don't forget to cancel the utilities. Oh, don't forget to cancel your gym pass. Oh, don't forget to talk to payroll about your 457 account. How does that work? How are they going to send you the information? Oh, you have to make sure you get this person's email. A million little tasks. And you don't always have time to do them right when they come into your brain. So create a document 
that you can just add all these little tasks to so that you can get them done when you need to. Yes. I would add to that checklist too, Sammy, even personal things, things that might not be personal finance items, but just might be important to your career later on. For example, putting together a brag, like a bragging document that outlines all the promotions you've received, good things people have sent you, maybe forward some emails to yourself if people have congratulated you. For me, because I was in sales, even though I don't intend to go back to sales this moment, I did want to make sure I had all of my numbers. How much revenue was I bringing in? How many deals had I closed? Things that as soon as I lost my work computer, I was not going to have access to anymore. And now that it's been three years, I'm glad I don't have to memorize that information. So keep in mind, there might be information that you have on your work computer that you're going to want to transfer before you give them notice. This includes things like your last few pay stubs and maybe your year-to-date income summary, which you can usually get on your payroll website. I find myself going back to these all the time, literally. It's on my checklist for this week to see whether I can just contribute directly to my Roth IRA or if I have to do a backdoor Roth. Those pieces of information are really important. Sammy, can I add a bonus tip? Please. And instead of a do, I'm going to give you a don't. Oh, okay. Um, wow, that was on the list. But yeah, continue. Do not tell anybody at your work early mm. that you are planning a work trip. Nobody can keep their trap shut. They can't keep their trap shut. And let me tell you something. One, if your company is planning layoffs, you could get fast-tracked on that list. You could be let go early. Let's say you have a good relationship with your manager. You're actually putting them in a situation where they might actually have to tell their own boss. Make sure your ducks are in a row. It's true, Michelle. It could be as simple as people getting butt hurt. I don't know why people get butt hurt about these things. And, you know, it makes sense. Sometimes you're in a job, you're not feeling that great about it. And then next thing you know, your coworker is abandoning you. And you use that kind of wording because you haven't learned about boundaries. <laughs> Maybe you get angry and you decide to tell everybody. It could happen. I literally had to creep my trap shut for like eight weeks after deciding I was going to leave. It was so difficult, but at the same time, so important. Because as soon as I had to start telling people, the whole town knew. I have seen numerous times where people I've worked with, they trusted their manager, they felt like they were friends, and so they wanted to give them an early heads up, and then they ended up getting walked out the next week. Spies. Not so uncommon in sales. That's pretty dramatic, Michelle. Yeah, it is pretty dramatic. And the thing is, is that they don't owe you anything and you're leaving anyway. So people just might start to write you off and have left. And then they'll start to think about their own needs. It's not even selfish, right? It's a business. They're going to think about what they need. So really, especially if your work is not sponsoring your sabbatical for some reason, do not tell anybody early. Takeaways. Takeaways for this episode. One, pick a time. Start thinking now about when would be a great time for you to take a sabbatical. In fact, put it on your calendar. Put it on a calendar, not, not in your office. Private <laughs> calendar that nobody will see who shouldn't know. But put it on that calendar so that you can see it, your brain can remember it, and then your whole little mind can be functioning around that date. Number two. Number two, create runway. Financial runway. Financial runway. Save up money so that you have a cushion for when you leave your job. Yeah. Figure out what amount would make you happy, would make you feel secure, and would make this a comfortable opportunity for you. Maybe you might realize like, hey, I actually need to save a little bit more money. 
that's great too. You're going to keep working. So you may as well start to think about how much you want to put aside. Or you might realize you have it and you might be like, okay, if anything happens and I lose my job in the next year, or if I choose to leave, I am comfortable. And we have an episode on financial runway if you actually want to know specifically how to find these numbers. You bring up a good point here too, Michelle, because if you never think about your runway and you never calculate your runway, you might never realize that you don't have quite enough, which will then actually prevent you from taking the sabbatical. And it'll prevent you from saving enough money to take your sabbatical. So sometimes just knowing that number can also force you to get on the right track. Exactly. Knowledge is power. And number three, the exit checklist. Create a document where you write down everything that needs to be done before you go. Once again, not on your work computer. Yes, not on your work computer. Do not print out your resume at work and leave it there. Trust me, people, these things have happened. I have seen every nightmare situation. (laughs) But yes, make an exit checklist because that will help you keep this all organized because it gets chaotic real quick. Yeah, especially once you get to, say, your last few days at work. All of a sudden, this list, you finally put it down and you're like, I don't even have enough time to call these people. Mm-hmm. Jim is out of the office for the next two weeks. Jan has left. I can't talk to any of these people. And yet I'm going to be cut out of communication in two days. You don't want to be in that situation. Pam is on maternity leave. Dwight is playing <laughs> his pranks per usual. <laughs> If we forgot anything, let us know. If you have left your job or if you're thinking about taking a sabbatical, buildawealthyspirit.com, let us know. Community time! Before we say goodbye, it's our community time. If you're listening to When This Came Out and you celebrate, Merry Christmas. We are recording this on Christmas Eve and Sammy and I are really excited. We're going to our friends Martha and Michael's home for dinner. We'll do a little Christmas dinner together. Then our parents are going to come to town. And then uh, what's next? My birthday. Michelle's birthday, yes. You still have time. Speaking of my birthday, shout out to my friends Charmaine, Suhaila, and Alicia. They got me a gift card for a massage. As you know, if you listen to our Love Languages episode, Touch is my love language. So I'm super excited about that. Also, shout out to Charmaine. She sent me a screenshot. Build a Wealthy Spirit podcast is on her top podcast on Spotify. If that's the same for you, let us know. We know there's a few of you out there, according to Spotify Wrap. Mm-hmm. For on your top listens, let us know. Our listener, Julie, said that she loved our episode, Embracing Unconventional Choices and the Adventures to Financial Independence. I love this episode because... It captures our journey a little bit as far as some of the unusual things that we did to get to where we're at. And it's something that everybody can do. Everybody has their own unique levers that they pull to get to financial independence or to get to financial freedom of some degree. Also, final shout out to Nate. Nate listened to our replay episode, How to Make Friends as an Adult with Nick Gray. He said, Nick is great and I loved hearing his tips and how you two have put them into action for your own parties. In fact, he highlighted, I particularly picked out Nick's mention of The Art of Gathering. Side note, maybe a book we'll be talking about soon on this podcast. Yes, excellent book. Something I love, though, is that Nate shared that he read the book at the recommendation of his friends, Clayton and Emma, and he attended an event that they hosted called Good People Summit, GPS. And so it's where people got together, they made plans for the year. It was really, really cool. He sent me a couple blog posts that they wrote. And Emma actually did write a passage with me. So I love this full circle moment. 
Nate and I actually met in a random Zoom room that Nick Gray hosted. So honestly, so many random connections here. I loved it and it was great to hear from you, Nate. He said, feel honored to follow along and be a small part of the listening community. We really appreciate you too, Nate. I love that. That summit is like my dream. I would love to host, especially a New Year's summit, doing resolutions together. That would be the best. A birthday summit. (laughs) A birthday summit. Can't forget Michelle's birthday, December 31st. Don't forget she might get mad. I will get mad. (laughs) I'm a Capricorn. Because I was born on December 31st. One, two, three, one. One, two, three, one. (laughs) She's going to be 33 on one, two, three, one, one, two. One, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three. Three, three on one, two, three, one, two, three. If you guys don't think that's special, I don't know what to tell you. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Literally, blessings on blessings on blessings. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode. Specifically, though, if you have ever left a job, leave us a comment, buildawealthyspirit.com, if there was something you did that was really helpful or something that you did that was sort of a uh uh-oh and got you in trouble and you want to warn the rest of us. Buildawealthyspirit.com. You can actually leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. And most importantly, be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and we rethink the status quo. Thank you.